Oh, yeah, it is Wednesday, hump day, party time, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Look at me, I am falling apart. I, I haven't changed clothes in four days. I love it. I am just, um, I'm just devolving right here in front of you folks. I uh, hope you guys are having a good Wednesday. We are in the Mothership, which is Studio 22, the Puppet Master Mark. He is the perfectionist over there. I need you guys to take less pride in your job and, and do it with less quality, okay? And, of course, Super Mario Chris is over there. They're driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. And, yes, it is insane, folks. I'm tired of using the word insanity. Here to make sense of it all is our good buddy Tim Barton. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Chad. Glad you're here. Good Glad to be you're here. here. Um, so I came across a clip a couple of weeks ago. I guess it was about a week ago. Of uh, how do you say his name? Ely Mistel. Uh, he he kind of looks like a cartoon. Um, you've probably seen the clip, folks. Tim, I want you to unpack this. Uh, but first, let's play it, Chris. Constitution is kind of trash. What? Now, well, let's just again, let's just talk as adults for a second. What did you say? It's what? It's kind yeah, of tra trash. Trash. It was it was written by slavers and colonists and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. They didn't ask anybody to look like me what they thought about the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Then they'd say, "Oh, Jim, come over here. What do you think about this old Constitution?" Yeah. Well, Massa, I so don't like how you sell my children. <laughs> um, but I gotta say, man, this King George, he needs to be stopped. Yeah. My, my grandpappy used to say, ain't no taxation without representation for massa. Like, that's not what happened, <laughs> okay. right? This document was written without the consent of black and brown people in this country and without the consent of women in this country. And I say if that, that if that is the starting point, mm -hmm. the very least we can do is ignore what those slavers and colonists and misogynists thought and interpret the Constitution in a way that makes sense for our modern world. That's Do you want the to rewrite starting it? line. Do you want to rewrite it? I could, right? <laughs> I, could, I could rewrite parts of it in a tweet, right? Like, how about popular election for, for, for the president? Mm -hmm. um, people vote, not land. That's not even in there, is it? I'm saying yeah, if, that's 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 if I was rewriting it, it right, we could right. do it in a tweet, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? um, term limits right. for Supreme Court justices. And right. how about no states' rights when it comes to health care, elections, policing, and guns? Okay. Well, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, he could rewrite the Constitution in a tweet. Um, ooh, so many things I want to say, but I'm not going to. I try to be respectful when Tim and David are around his dad. <laughs> I try not to go off the rails too bad uh, out of respect for my guests. Um, what are your thoughts? So first of all, he's confused the Declaration and the Constitution on some level. The, the, the Constitution doesn't talk about taxation or representation. That, that was a declaration. Right. So, so you've already confused some basic things. The idea that we're, we're separating from King George and so we're the, the, the masters asking their slaves. Like, what do you think? The Constitution wasn't a separating from King George. That was a declaration. So you've already confused some major thoughts in this along the way. Yeah. Number one. Number two, huge glaring error, the thought that no people of color were involved in any of the process, then you clearly don't understand what happened. Because when the founding fathers got together to draft the Constitution, right, as different colonies sent the representatives, founding fathers meet in Penance Hall, 1787, they draft the Constitution. However, once it's written, it had to be ratified in nine of the 13 states, at least nine, to then be accepted in the 13 colonies. Here's what becomes interesting. In the different states, they had a ratification conventions. You know who was present at the ratification conventions? Mm. Black and brown people, and in some cases, women. 
So the notion that right that no black and brown people had a say in this, incorrect. In fact, it was reported that in Baltimore, more black people voted to ratify the Constitution than white people. Yeah. So black people were not anti the Constitution. It's just it's such a bad take of history when your motive is that everything in America was racist. And that's the only lens you see things through. And you don't study original documents. Right. He has a Harvard degree. So all you did was listen to your Harvard professors talk about how racist America is because they're woke. That's how you come to such a dumb conclusion. Yeah. And again, folks, I want to remind you, when you go off to these academic bubbles where these college professors have done nothing more than push papers around and try out their wild-eyed theories in a, in a bubble of academia without ever testing them in yes. the real world or up against history, everything is revised through what I'm calling the orthodoxy of ideology, right? It's become a religion that you have to adhere to, and that's what you have to continue to spout. This is the result of what you get. And then you got these bobbleheads on the view mm-hmm. who are just going, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. And people are clapping for it and things like this because you got a Harvard degree by your name, and so you're supposedly sounding... But he's so stupid, he can't even do a good black impression. Like, like he couldn't even do a good, he couldn't even do a good impression. Like, that, that's, how, that's how vanilla his blackness is. I don't know if we're supposed to say that or not, and I don't really care, because I like saying it. Um, his, his vanilla blackness. But, but this whole thing, like, you guys, when you look at history, mm-hmm. how do they eliminate the Frederick Douglasses of the world? I mean, and that's a well-known name. Right. There's many others that are lost to history because again we don't know sure. our history how do they how do they reconcile this nonsense? so one of the one of the even great ironies of what he was doing on the view was he was promoting his book and it was a black man's take on the constitution and he's saying here's <laughs> here's how black people view the constitution well there actually was another black man's take on the constitution <laughs> called frederick Douglass, and, and he actually had a lot of writings a lot of lectures on this you can go back and read his writings even in his autobiography he gets into this and one of the, the the silly things today, you have the Colin Kaepernick's of the world who will even look at Frederick Douglass. Now go see Frederick Douglass even said negative things about the Constitution. Frederick Douglass wrote three autobiographies. Okay, now it's kind of weird that you wrote three about yourself, but it sounds like Obama. You know, <laughs> since nobody knows how long they're going to live, yeah, he wrote one well before the Civil War unfolds, and he, he had just escaped slavery, and he joins the abolition movement. But one of the things that he has heard from other abolitionists was that the, the reason we have slavery in America is because of the Constitution, right? Where kind of what this Harvard-educated lawyer just told us on the View is the reason we have that's because of the Constitution. And then there was an abolitionist who challenged them. Like, show me that in the Constitution. Show me in the Constitution where it protects or preserves slavery. So he actually reads Constitution. He ends up becoming a constitutional scholar in his study of the Constitution. He goes back and reads Madison's notes, and he reads the Federalist Papers, and, like, literally all the surrounding documents that you could read. He becomes a constitutional <laughs> scholar. His second autobiography, he, he has a major change of position. And actually, you even see this in some of his lectures. His first autobiography came out in 1849, but he gave a lecture in 1852 called What is the Fourth of July to a Black Man? And in this speech, mm-hmm. this is where like Colin Kaepernick talked about, Frederick Douglass said, right, that, that black people can't celebrate the 4th of July because of, you know, the fact that they were still slaves and they're not free, except read more of the speech. What he said was that the promises of the Declaration hadn't been fully realized. He says, but we should take hope in the fact that in the Constitution, there's not one vestige of this terrible institution of slavery. And if people argue today that it is a pro-slavery document, why doesn't, why doesn't it talk about or defend the position of slavery? Why, why doesn't it, it say that states have the right to slavery? Instead, you'll find this is a glorious liberty document. And this is where in a second autobiography, he takes that position. 
His third autobiography is at the end of the Civil War. And so now he's seen the fulfillment of the promises of the Declaration, mm. where when the Founding Fathers first wrote that all men were created equal, he's now seeing that upheld with the 13th, the 14th, the 15th Amendment. And he says, America's the most amazing nation in the world yeah. because they're doing things in America nobody else is doing in the world. Frederick Douglass is a guy who actually lived through that, where, where people today, like you have this, right, this gentleman right who's, who's really he, he identifies himself as an online provocateur is what he says right, right. He, he's an author he's an attorney but when when he claims the mantle of victimhood status i feel like if we're comparing your resume and frederick Douglass, right right someone who actually was a slave who went through that he probably has a a better argument for that description of victimhood than you would and frederick Douglass doesn't take that mantle he says instead look at what america accomplished and achieved look at what they've done and an anti-slavery the constitution is it's a very different perspective but modern modern social justice warriors don't want to actually reference some of the genuine heroes who were oppressed on incredible levels they don't want to reference them because they didn't play the victim status or card and they actually praise america for for conquering these mm-hmm. levels of evil and because it doesn't fit the narrative that America should be praised for conquering evil, they don't want to quote the actual people who were the heroes of these scenarios. So if you look at the rest of the world, we're looking at this Russian-Ukraine situation, like the rest of the world and its leaders, its dictators, its tyrants, you look at China, Taiwan, all this, they don't think like Americans no. think, right? They, they, they're still hundreds of years in terms of the way they view humanity and progress and domination and war, and they don't think in terms i mean we're sitting here having zoom calls with our our woke air force right and how many you know transgender and gay people can be represented we're patting ourselves on the back you know they're talking about intercontinental ballistic missiles and we're like but we have horses in our military you know it's like nobody cares about your horses no you know what i'm saying every military so we're trying to be woke they're thinking of empires and conquests right right And, and we're trying to think of not hurting someone's feelings right exactly and so america because of the Constitution, because of the tenets that established this republic, you have the freedom to be that stupid. Right. Right? So the fact that a guy like Mistel can get on The View and even have a voice sitting with women, it's established (laughs) because we created a a society in which that can happen. So thinking of a black man sitting with a group of women who have – an unbelievable voice and reach talking yeah. about how oppressed they are as a black man and as women in America. Yeah. Like, no, nobody else can can look at that irony and not recognize the stupidity of that argument. You yeah. have to be an American because if you if you right if you're in, in China saying, "Oh man, on this TV show, this black man and these women," and right, the Chinese people are like, "What are you talking? You're an idiot." Yeah. yeah. Yes, we in fact are idiots that we feel like we are oppressed when you have a bigger voice than you would anywhere else in the world. And that's and that's the whole thing. The other countries of the world did not do not afford these opportunities. Yeah. They don't. Two books you need to get, folks, if you're if you're listening to or watching this show, as you've heard me talk hundreds of times. Actually, y'all should cut me in on commissions on this. <laughs> the American Story, The Beginnings. You need to get this book by Tim and his dad, David Barton. Uh, you need to get this thing. You need to devour it. You need to read it. Let me see a close-up of this book there. There you go, right there. Uh, get the glare out of it. The American Story. Get this book. And a lot of our viewers and listeners have. Um at my recommendation because i'm telling you i believe in this book. That. i believe in this book my copy this is this is a new one mine's dog-eared it's highlighted it's written in it's marked uh i'll do i've done interviews television interviews and i'll start quoting this book and i'll say the american story by david and tim barton and i'll say on page 181 in the second paragraph <laughs> awesome. and so they're like uh wow i mean this 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 is 
a must-have book. Don't just put it on the shelf. You've got to read this and devour it and use it. The other is this Catechism of the Constitution. Tell me about this book. So this is a a reprint that we did. Uh, In 1828, there was a gentleman named Arthur Stansberry who did a elementary catechism of the constitution Mm -hmm. and and we actually removed the word elementary uh because this is now not something just for little kids in school it's not elementary anymore you know no the reality is like most congressmen could probably benefit from reading this book but this is something we thought you know it used to be in public schools every child was asked some very basic questions about the Constitution and learning how it worked and learning about the, the different branches of government and, and the checks and balances and separation of powers and and things that today are very practical, relevant, important things. You know, one of the things that, that uh, this attorney said on The View was that we should remove uh, states' rights, remove the Electoral College. And you're like, wait a second, there was a reason the Founding Fathers included those things in the Constitution and yeah. you're wanting to throw those out because you don't understand them or, or what the point was anymore. This is a book that actually goes back through and from the founding perspective explains why is the Constitution written the way it is? What what do these phrases actually mean and how does that apply to our life today? I, I think it's one of the most important things that we ask the question of how do we recover the issues of the nation? How do we get America back to being a constitutional republic? Yeah. First, we have to know what the Constitution is and this is a great way to relearn the Constitution. Yeah, and this this is, a, I mean, look how thin this is. This is a handy book. This is a handy book. You got the questions, you got the answers that are in there and I mean, it, it's just solid stuff, and um, you, everybody needs to get it. So, wallbuilders.org. It's dot org, dot com. Right? Dot com. I always get that wrong with you guys. Wallbuilders.com. You can go to their resource page, go to their store. You can buy these books. You need to buy everything they've done. Um, but these are resources, folks. These are the things that you need to be discipling your mind with. These are the kind of things that are going to bring our country back on track is is when you educate yourself and you're able to ruminate on this. You want something to meditate on when you're not in the scripture, do it in the Constitution, because I truly believe the Constitution is borderline inspired. Uh, I, I really do believe that. I believe that God is not, you know, I'm not a deist. I, I don't believe that God just wound the clock up of human history and turned it loose. I believe he's actually involved with his guiding hand and providence throughout human history. And and this is the evidence of that. When you read the Constitution, mm-hmm. it's there's evidence of God's guiding hand. We've gotten away from that, man. And um, crazy stuff. If you, Can you hang another segment? I'd or love you got to go somewhere. I'd love to. Hang, hang with us. Let's go to a break. Um, how old is your mirror say you are, folks? I'm, I'm, I was looking in the, I was in makeup today. Yeah, I was in makeup. I'm starting to look old. Yeah. I'm starting to look old, Chris. Yeah. Uh, actually, you could go leave us a rating and review five stars and tell us how good my, I look. Okay, do that. Or podcasts are offered. Yeah, do that. It's a good idea. Folks, listen, you can delay this question five, 10, 15 years with the new ultra retinol serum from Genucel. Actually, I think I got some of it up here. This is good stuff. Uh, the uh, Marina from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Great product. My skin loves it. I have spent so much money on creams over the years, enough to pay off my house. Uh, she was just kidding. But it feels like that. This product has changed my life like no other. Uh, she's flying high with Genius Cell's new Ultra Retinol Serum with hyaluronic say that a bunch of time acid this technological wonder hydrates your skin at a cellular level and builds on this deep moisture with the incredible anti-wrinkle effects of phytoretinol go to genucell.com slash watch chad now for up to 50 percent off the brand new ultra retinol serum you're going to be amazed with the results of your money back i don't know if you know this or not tim but i keep stuff right there in the console of my truck and i put it on my eyes to, to stay youthful the genius cell. It's good stuff, man. It's not easy looking that good. Dude, it's hard. It's hard. And I got women hanging on the truck. It's crazy. Hey, listen. It's true, Chris. 
Listen, you also get GenuCell's immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less. Free with your order. Go to GenuCell.com slash WatchChad. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash WatchChad. Free express shipping, free returns, exquisite customer service. GenuCell.com slash WatchChad. Go there today. Be right back. Welcome back. Wallbuilders.com. Go get every resource they got. Devour this book, The American Story. This is the beginning. Y'all have more volumes coming up. We are working on the second and third one right now. Thank so, God. And this is initially, we were going to do like from Columbus up to the Constitution. Like, how did America start? What was the foundation? And we were writing this in 1619. Yeah. And the 1619 project came out. And they were like, right, America was built on slavery and America's racist. And we're like, there's so much more to the story there they're is. not saying. So we, we ended up taking this. We wanted to tell the end of the story of slavery in America. So we went through the end of slavery. But really, it kind of jumps from America becoming a nation into the story of the abolition movement and slavery. So the second volume will actually back up to kind of turn of the century. Gotcha. And we'll do 19th century. Third volume will be the 20th century. Just telling much more of the story, getting to know some of the people, the heroes involved. And, and even as you alluded to, seeing divine providence along the way, where yeah. for anybody that pays attention, I mean, the founding fathers, it, it's so ironic that when people today look at the founding fathers and, and they say, well, you know, the founding fathers, so many of them were secular, they weren't Christians, didn't believe in God. If you categorize things, people say they're atheists, agnostics, and deists. There's not a single founding father that fits the category of atheist, agnostic. When you look at, there was 56 guys that signed the Declaration, there were 55 who drafted the Constitution, 90 who were members of the first Congress who wrote the Bill of Rights. That's kind of who we group in the founding father category. There's not a single one who ever identified as an atheist or agnostic. The only one who ever identified as a deist was Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. And that was in his autobiography, except (coughs) read his autobiography on the exact same page where he said he was a deist. He actually says, in my youth, I determined that I was going to be a deist because it seemed at the time to make the most sense to me. Next sentence. But I quickly realized that deism, although there might be some truth to it, had no practical benefit to me and was of no use to anybody else. So I quickly left that behind. Wow. So the only founding father who ever identified as a deist was like, this doesn't make very much sense, big picture, so I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. The founding fathers, by and large, were a group of self-identifying Christians who recognized God is involved in what we're doing. And even as they told the story of the revolution, like they explained, had God not gotten involved, we would not have won the revolution. It made no sense they would won. When they did the Constitution, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, uh, James Madison, Benjamin Franklin, so many people said the only way we got this done was by the divine hand of providence. Mm-hmm. Had it not been by the hand, of, what you kind of alluded to, right? The Constitution is not exactly divinely inspired like the Bible is, but right. it's pretty close on some levels. You, you can see there's some... There's some um, there's some uh, interaction between God and man going There's on. There's no doubt. No yeah. document has been more successful in, in, in governing context in the history of the world. Our <clears> constitution <throat> has gone on for 234, coming up on 235 years. The average length of a constitution in world history is 17 years. So, so like, when someone says the constitution is trash, under what context? Because no document has promoted freedom, right. equality, stability, prosperity more than this document. So, so how are we defining trash? It makes no sense. <laughs> but when God's involved in this, it makes a lot of sense why it would be so stable, why it did promote equality and freedoms and stability more than any other document. 
arguably outside of like the Ten Commandments, right? No yeah. document has been more influential in government than the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. A living example is our neighbors to the North, Canada. I mean, their charter was only written in 1982, which is basically their equivalent to our Bill of Rights and doesn't even go as far as it does. does. So, so you see what they're dealing with under their prime yes. minister, who is an idiot. Um, so, you know, that's fresh. I, you, this trucker convoy yeah. is very, it's very, their freedom is very fresh. Yes. For what that charter provided. Well, and, and even their charter, it, it, it's more of a suggestion of rights. Right. Than it is like our Bill of Rights. That's in law. That's enshrined. You can't violate that constitutionally. You can't. Yeah. We see that. That was more suggestion because in Canada, all those rights were removed. They were taken away at the whim of the dictator. Yeah. See, we've had our Bill of Rights since what 1791, and so we we kind of it's kind of gotten dusty to us, yes. you know, and we're forgetting our freedoms. And and by the way, you want to destroy the 1619 argument and, and that garbage, this book, I'm telling you, this this right here is all you ever need to destroy all of it. But this catechism, uh, catechism of the Constitu- on the Constitution, <clears throat> let's ask Chris a question. Well, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, to help people let's, understand. Let's, do, let's put Chris to the what test. Is it, what does this actually look like? Maybe let's let's ask some ele- <laughs> so elementary, right? This, this was written as an <laughs> elementary catechism. I don't want to be wrong. So, so Chris, like, this, these are questions like every child in America used to know. Okay. You obviously are, you're not exactly a child in America. Okay. You're smarter than most children. Let's put it that way. <laughs> is he? Is so he? <laughs> I, I'm saying that with some grace. Did you right? see Maybe, him dressed like a woman on Elijah Schaefer's show was, yesterday? So, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> so so I, in fairness, it does, as it goes through, it actually starts in the catechism. It starts with kind of the formation. Why do they think we need the Constitution? And then it starts with Article 1 and Article 2 and Article 3. So it goes through, and it goes through the clauses, so it helps you know what they are, but also how they apply. But this is, again, this was written for elementary uh, perspective. So here is, here's one of my favorite questions to give you an idea. The question is, may members of Congress be arrested? That is, may they be seized by a sheriff or constable for debts they owe while they are attending to their public duty. So so if a, a congressman owed a debt, can some can, can like a debt collector, can they go to Congress? Can go they go to the House of Representatives? Can they go to the Senate floor? Can they arrest a congressman or senator for debts that the congressman or senator actually would owe? Yes. No. They cannot arrest them. So here's the answer. Their duty is of so much value to us that the Constitution will not allow them to be arrested. Now, this is actually in the Constitution. It won't allow them to be arrested while going or returning from their home to the place where Congress meets, nor while they're attending there, except in three cases. Here's a good question. The Constitution says you can arrest them while they're in Congress for three reasons. What are the three reasons the Constitution tells us? Now, this is actually in the Constitution. So what are the three reasons? Don't know. This is an elementary question, Chris. This isn't hard. It's super easy. Can I go back to dressing up like a, as a girl? That was much <laughs> that easier. Was easier. <laughs> so they actually they list the answer if they're guilty of treason, a felony, or a breach of the peace. Which actually, right? Remember, one of the things they wanted to impeach Trump on was a breach of the peace mm-hmm. because of what happened. But but the point is, it actually walks people through like. Oh, that's that's how this works. That that's why do we have the Bill of Rights? Why do we have the Tenth Amendment? That whatever's not explicitly written in the Constitution belongs to the states. They're actually teaching kids this. And what's so interesting about this is, if kids are learning this, then kids are able actually when they get involved in the political arena, when they grow up and now they're voting, they actually are not going to be misled by a thirty-second TV commercial, by a fifteen-second right. radio spot. They actually can look and go, wait a second. 
We don't care that President Obama has a pen and a phone. He doesn't have the authority constitutionally to do these things, to grant right, immigration status, these 5 million illegal immigrants. You don't have the power to do that. If we actually knew what the Constitution said, we'd understand the checks and balances. We'd understand the different branches and what their role was. Or, right, like when AOC famously couldn't even identify the three branches of government, that's actually a pretty common position now. Yeah. And that's where we said we, we just have to... There is a move right now that people are recognizing our government's out of control. Well, one of the ways we control the government is by recognizing how the government's supposed to work so that when we see somebody doing something they're not supposed to do, we can say, you don't have that power and authority. And if the Constitution really was instructed for we, the people, well, we only can hold people accountable if we know what they're accountable to do or not do. Yeah. And that's what led us to want to reprint this. Yeah. Well, I wish I'd have won my election three weeks ago because then I wouldn't have gotten a ticket this morning for crossing the median. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it happens. It happens. There was a there was a road construction. I had to get off the interstate, so I crossed over. There was a very clear, but, warm path I mean, where many people have done it before. If you're in Texas, you're in a truck. I'm in a truck. Yeah, it's 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 an all terrain vehicle. And I saw the cop up there. I knew he was going to pull me, <laughs> but I was like, I've got to go. I gotta go. Yeah, just, and you know what? Now they got these things so quick, they just pull out their cell phone, scan your thing, and and they print a ticket right out of their ass. I don't know how it comes. It <laughs> just comes right out, and he pulls it from his back. And I was like, dude, that's amazingly convenient. I mean, I I, I got the ticket quicker than I could have sat in traffic. But anyway, and I'm like, not an I elected just, official. Can I give you my card now? Can we just can I swipe <laughs> yeah. it right now? Can I exactly? <laughs> can we transact this? Can we like Chick Fil A? And you say it's my pleasure, uh, you know? <laughs> but no, th- this this is why I've consistently said you know in the state of texas i think that one of the graduation requirements in school should be passing the citizenship exam i think the kids should have to do that um you know i again this is where you got to get your headspace back to um and so i appreciate you guys working on this and doing what you do wallbuilders.com tim and his dad david barton over there they are a treasure trove of research and information so you guys thank you for doing what you do thank you keep on doing it i've been blessed and benefited mightily from it so you don't come on this show enough i can tell you that you need to come on more i'd love to we need to stir it up because we're both racists obviously we were well, born we were born white that's just because we're white we're white and, and we and we defend a trash document uh, and apparently we don't ask brown people. We just ask a brown person about the Constitution. I was trying to be inclusive. And he, you were, and he couldn't answer it. <laughs> That's why we never ask brown people. And I didn't even... <laughs> I didn't even suggest she should be deporting for not knowing the answer. Like, exactly. I didn't even suggest that. Exactly. I got a pen and a phone. I can't do anything with mine either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Too much stuff. Too much stuff. All right, let's sell something and go to a break. Oh, Bonner Private Wine. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know about you. Uh, we drink a lot of this when Trump lost the election or when Biden, whatever he did, uh, <laughs> that whole thing. We drink a lot of Bonner wine that night when we were on uh, on air for election returns. Might do it again tonight. Uh, hey, uh, this stuff, it comes from Argentina. It is the third highest vineyard in the world. It makes for a stronger grape. Those altitudes make an incredible Malbec. Uh, and you don't want the chemicals and all the stuff that's in the typical vineyards and stuff. You, you go to those vineyards and you look and all the chemicals that are left over. It looks like an oil refinery more than a vineyard. Uh, it's not what you would expect. You want a good wine that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You need to check out Bonner Private Wines. Um, let me tell you something. This is unlike anything you have ever tasted. This delicious red wine you can only find it in an isolated quarter known as the world's most remote wine 
Valley. Uh, and like I said, it, it's hard to get this stuff, and you won't always be able to get it. So you need to go to uh, Bonner. How, they changed the website on it. Yeah, BonnerPrivateWines.com. It used to be CowboyWines.com. We need to see if that's still good. I don't know. But go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Chad. Get your wine. They're going to give you 50% off. They're going to give you some discount on the shipping and everything else. So do not miss out on this. Get it while you can get it. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Chad. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, I want to ask you a fundamental question. How are you supposed to discourage or even fight tyranny abroad in the world if we can't even keep it out of our own backyard? Folks, I'm a little more pissed off than usual today at the state of things going on in the public school system in this country, and I'm passing the savings on to you, folks. Recently in the San Diego area, members of the California Department of Social Services conducted a series of what have been labeled mask raids at a preschool's three locations after getting a tip that these schools were not adhering to the state's mask mandate. Yeah, you heard me right. Now I'm going to do my best to avoid blowing a gasket. I'm going to keep it cool as I unfold this story, but it's not going to be easy, folks, and you're going to see why. These mask raids involved pulling preschool-aged children out of their learning environment and into rooms for child interviews. That's right, child interviews. We're talking kids as young as two years old, folks. These are kids who are eating snacks, mapping and uh, napping and singing Baby Shark for multiple hours a day, and all of a sudden we're giving them the LeBianca treatment and pulling them into interrogation rooms. And for what? To ask them why they weren't wearing masks? to ask them why their school wasn't forcing them to wear masks. Listen to what one of the parents had to say when they found out about this. They said, frustrated, angry, aghast, confused. These are only a few of the words that describe what we felt as parents of a three and a half year old who was questioned by government officials at his preschool regarding mask wearing indoors. And by the way, lest you think that the California Department of Social Services, upon realizing that they had overstepped their bounds, issued a public apology and maybe fired whatever shit for brains pencil pusher ordered this crap, think again. On the contrary, they issued a statement defending their actions. Now, in case you don't know, the Department of Social Services has the ability to take children into a room and talk to them about suspected abuse. If someone thinks that your parents are beating you beyond a healthy amount, which I presume in California is any amount at all, these folks can take your kid into a room and ask them questions privately. Yet here we have a clear and obvious violation of what is already a dubious practice at best. And all of this is getting swept under the rug. You won't hear about it for long, folks. The preschool mended the error of its ways and upheld the mask mandate until it finally timed out a few days ago. And as per our usual arrangement, the media will most likely sweep this story under the rug as well. So once again, nothing to see here, folks. Move right along. Some rights got trampled on, but no big deal, right? Wrong. I don't care if it is California. This Shit is unconscionable. When you walk into a school and misuse your authority to pull my kid out of his or her schoolroom to interrogate him or her, screw that. There's some people who should be doing some prison time over this nonsense. See, this is what I mean about tyranny at home, folks. The world is a crazy, dark place right now, and God only knows what it's going to look like this time next year. Hell, it might be glowing and radioactive. I don't know. But I'm not saying America has no place on the world stage. We'll see where we end up. What I'm saying is that we need to clean up the crap in our own backyard right freaking now. 
We need to pull the power plug out of the wall on these bureaucratic institutions, both the ones that have infested our education system from the inside and the ones that are attacking from the outside. You might know that I have a history of working with animals and, and doing some vet work and stuff like that. So let me put it to you this way. Uh, your education system, it's got parasites, folks. Might be time to put her down and go get a new one. I am pissed off at that story, Chris. I mean, you, you, I mean, I'm sitting here going, you know what? You need to get Tim Barton's book and get the Catechism on the Constitution. It was written in 1828. It's a revised edition that they did that asks you questions so you know the Constitution better. And I'm the narrow-minded bigot? Are you out of your freaking mind? I want you to know your history. I want you to know your rights. I want you to know how great America has been and can be. And I'm the narrow-minded bigot. I'm the asshole. If these people are doing this and getting away with it with our kids in the next generation, it's enough, man. Absolutely enough. This is why I drink. That's why I drink alcohol. I drink alcohol because of the assholes. I do. <laughs> yeah. The system's got uh, parasites, folks. Time to put that horse in the ground. Really, seriously. And you're going to sit there, people are going to sit there and defend these institutions. They're going to defend these institutions. They're going to defend these bureaucracies. They're going to defend these unions. They're going to defend these organizations. Well, my Uncle Joe, he works for, I don't give a shit what your Uncle Joe does for a living. If he works for a bad system, it's a bad system. You know, oh, my, my so-and-so is a teacher. and they, I don't care. I don't care. Stop individualizing your experience like we're all supposed to bow down at your altar because you work in some field and you belong to some union. No, it's got to change, folks. All this crap, all this oversight and overreach by these tyrannical bureaucrats and organizations has got to stop. How long, how far are you going to let them go? Take, they do like the Russians did in 1917, pull your kids right out of the home, put them in orphanages where they can teach them how they want to. Are you going to let them do that? No, I would never let them do that. Why are you doing it now? Why are you tolerating it? This is child abuse. Oh, Chris, my blood pressure. This is why I take pills. <laughs> I need my blood pressure medicine. Ah. We just keep funding this stuff, man. We keep funding this stuff. IRS. You know, every year they want some money. Where's my money going? To this shit? To this kind of stuff? To this kind of abuse? <sighs> well, hey, hackers, they can capitalize on uncertainty, and the Russia's, Russia's invasion is a type of chaos that can put American homeowners at risk of being hacked. It's true. Uh, you can expect scams like robocalls, texts for fake donations, emails with unfamiliar attachments. We know these scams, but there's a bigger scam that's hard to detect and even harder to stop, and it could cost you your home. It's called home title fraud, and it happens when a hacker finds the title to your home online. He forges your signature and removes you from your home's title. Then he's going to take out loans on your home and leave you in debt. Now, what makes home title fraud so devastating is you won't know you've been hacked until it's too late. You can go to your county record recorder's office and check to make sure your home is still in your name or simply visit hometitlelock.com. Enter your address to see if you're already a victim. Uh, it's just a smart thing to do this, folks. I want you guys to go to hometitlelock.com. Everybody breathe with me. Take deep breaths. Get our blood pressure down. 
Go to HomeTitleLock.com, and we'll be right back. I really do. I, now that he's not here, I really do appreciate Tim Barton. I, I appreciate Tim and David. I, I do, man. I just these guys—they do thankless work. They—they they do thankless work. They do. They, you know, it's. I just love that they love history, and I know you got these people who come on there and say, "Oh, well, David Barton, he said this or whatever. He got this wrong." Yeah, well, maybe he did. Maybe he did. But you know, I don't—I don't interpret somebody's work and life because they maybe got something wrong one time. Um, at least they're doing the research. At least they're trying. And I, I benefit from it. So get their books, wallbuilders.com. Um, what do we want to talk about? Oh, uh, Friday. This Friday is going to be our first overtime segment. Segment. So if you haven't gone to blazetv.com slash chad and use promo code morechad, I saw a blip of it. It almost popped up there. There it goes. Uh, we're going to be doing the overtime. Uh, you're going to give me you're going to give me 30 more minutes of your life, okay? But you can only get it on Blaze TV. It will not be on YouTube. Uh, and we're going to dive into some stuff. And I know you think you're hearing everything I have to say on topics, but but you're very, very wrong if that's what you think. I walked past one of our executives today, and he said, I see, I know you're going to be taping your first overtime this week. And I said, yep, and I hope after the first one I'm not fired. And so <laughs> they said, no, no, that's what we want. I said, okay. Now, I know you guys are thinking, oh, Chad's just going to get on there and, you know, cuss at us no I, I that's not the that's not what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna do that um I, I i want to help you i want to help you how to think about some of these things and and believe it or not we're gonna have a little bit of fun along the way um so blazetv.com slash chad use promo code more chad or you can use chadnude.com goes right there to it uh sign up sign up sign up uh uh governor hochel new york she made an appearance at the hockey game. And you would think, you know, everybody in New York just loves the governor. Uh, but apparently not. Play that clip. Tonight, we'd like to salute Governor Kathy Hochul, the first female governor of New York State. Boo. Governor Hochul began her career in public service in the greater Buffalo area, served in Congress, and was twice elected lieutenant governor. Here to drop tonight's ceremonial first puck, a champion of women's rights and leader of the great state of New York, please welcome Governor Kathy Hochul. Joining Governor Hochul at Center Ice Ducks alternate captain Adam Henrique and Rangers alternate captain Jacob Truba. <laughs> it's a, it should be humiliating. It should be humiliating if the people you're elected to serve, um, you know, which, again, she, she got into that job because the love gov resigned. Um, Cuomo left. And, but you're going to come in there and you're just going to double down on bad policy yep. and keep abusing people. Yep. But, uh, folks, it, people, and people are waking up, man. And that's New York. That is New York, bro. That, that, that wasn't Texas or Oklahoma. Nope. That was New York. Right. Uh, when you think of New York, that's <laughs> yeah. And again, I just did a podcast with with my buddies um, this week on their show. And this based out of uh, Buffalo, New York. And we were talking about the differences of the state in New York. And, uh, and you get in other parts of New York. It's, it's very rural. It's very beautiful. 
there's good people, there's great values. You, you can't interpret it based on, you know, Manhattan or even um, what the, what government is coming out of there. Um, so I, boo them, boo them, boo them. Uh, you know, look, we're one step away from getting a whole bunch of maple syrup and some chicken feathers, <laughs> pouring that on them. Um, yeah, let them know how you feel, folks. Let them know how you feel. I mean, you can do it. Constitution's trash, remember? Oh, uh, my gosh. Um, there's so many things I want to talk about, but I'm going to save it for tomorrow's show. And we got a new song out. We're actually going to go in the studio on Tuesday and and do a recording where you can get the actual song with my group, the Ragamuffins. Uh, I wrote I wrote the song over the weekend. It's called "I Can't Afford That Shit," <laughs> and I love it, dude. I, so we sat down, we sat down, did a song on the sofa yesterday. I put it on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, you can see it. But the name of the song is "I Can't Afford That Shit." Uh, and it's a it is a <laughs> it is a theme song for the times in which we live. All right, with inflation that's crazy. So we're gonna put that song out. And what what we need to do, Chris, is what we did, like we did a long time ago. Remember, Mark, where we sang a couple of songs here in the studio. We need to do that again. We'll get we'll get Steve and Ben in here to do that. And um, uh, I wrote a couple of songs over the over the weekend, so those will be coming out and. Uh, you'll you'll get the you'll get the privilege of being able to hear our music. Hey, real quick, let's do a TikTok real quick. Bro, they yeah. getting out of hand, bro. I'm just trying to buy my baby some books. Bro. The ABCs. Look at this shit. A is for Alley. B is for buy. C is for, C is for coming out. D is for drag. These are, these, these are children books, guys. These are children books. ML Web. You're disrespectful, bro. My kids is just trying to learn. Okay, they just trying to learn. Why are you writing books like this? Can't they just be kids and learn their regular ABCs? What is going on? F is still for family, though. What is going Equality, like, we got a G lot. Is for gay. gay. like, G is for gay. Like, we got a lot going on. Oh, no Non-binary. What? What the Listen, is this is picture books. Oh, my God. This is picture books. My four-year-old don't know what the fuck non-binary is. <laughs> lesbian. They don't know what lesbian is. Why are you writing this, ML Web? You're disrespectful. Read this shit to your own kids. Orientation. <laughs> People are starting to see the light. You you keep bombarding folks that have any... Remember what I said in Monday's episode. You, you have that innate sense of nature and nurture morality that's there. You have a common sense of what's right and what's wrong. You keep bombarding people with wrong stuff, and I'm telling you, they're not going to put up with it. They're not going to put up with it. Uh, his reactions are funny, although it's a sad situation. This is, I mean, we are, it is the hypersexualization of children in our culture. We're exposing them to things. The end result of this is not good. It's not wholesome. It's deadly. It's dangerous. Um, you know, you, we showed you yesterday the Chase and Buttigieg pledge to the, the do you do you know the potential for suicide ratio in that classroom of what we showed you? Wake up, folks. This is real. And statistically, I'm telling you the absolute truth. Hang on. We'll be right back.
WatchChad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Uh, in we got some shows coming up uh, in April. We got Dosi Do down in the Woodlands. Then we're going to be uh, in Florida at Port Charlotte again, and uh, then we're going to be oh Billy Bob's in June. So one show a month right now. Kind of easing back into it. I don't want to go crazy with Road Warrior. I've done enough of that over the last year. And um, but we're gonna keep putting out some more songs, and we're gonna have fun with it because that's that's just what it that's what it do, that's what it do. And I hope you guys are having some fun as well. Follow me on all the socials at Watch Chad, or just search Chad Prather, and you'll find me. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, folks. We're gonna get with it on Friday for the overtime. Just know that I love you guys. Tune in tomorrow night, and we'll get off the rails. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.